Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com. Coming up on the Money Beat Show, it's your look at the week ahead. And it's an interesting week because this is the first week of a new administration. So clearly everyone sort of wants to look ahead at at the next week, at the next month, what's going to happen in the coming years. But before we can do that, the data is going to tell us what happened in 2016. It is going to give us the baseline of what 2017 can build upon. And that is what we're going to discuss next. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York. Here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Welcome to Money Beats. Look at the week ahead. Paul and Steve here in the studio in New York City, joined on the phone by Jeff Sparshot down in the nation's capital. Jeff, how are you? Very well, thank you. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting this week, especially this upcoming week, especially what? I'm sorry. What we have a new president. I, well, well, yes. Exactly. That's sort of the reason why. We, we have a new president, President Donald Trump, Republican nominee for presidency, wins the election, took the oath of office, is now the president. So on the one hand, this will be the first full week of President Donald Trump, and that will be a big focus. But on the other hand, all the data, of course, by its very nature, the way this stuff comes out, is going to be talking about the past. Yeah. December, the fourth quarter, you know, it's going to kind of, we're still tying up a bow on what 26,000 meant in terms of economics and, and earnings reports that are coming in. So, Jeff, how, how do you, you kind of navigate these contrasting uh, focuses? Um, well, we'll get some data and that kind of sets the ben- benchmark on, on where the economy stands at the, at the end of the Obama administration at the start of the Trump uh, administration so that gives us a, a degree of measure um, looking forward and it'll also give us a, a sense of, of what kind of momentum the economy has heading into the new year. Um, so we'll, we'll be able to look back and see what the full year of gross domestic product and fourth mm-hmm. quarter gross domestic product was. And, um, and I think we'll also have some indication of, of how the events might unfold coming up as, as the Trump administration takes you know different actions. I mean, they're promising a big blitz in the first 100 days. They've already um, overturned a mortgage fee cut from the uh, 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 on federal mortgages, federal housing administration mortgages. So that could affect the housing market down the line. So um, there will be a lot to watch, a lot of moving parts. Yeah. You know, speaking of housing... Well, that, right. yeah, I mean, I, we get a bunch of housing data. We get new home sales. More importantly, we get existing home sales because yeah. that makes up the, the vast majority of the housing market. And it'll be interesting to see. Um, you have, you've had all year like a limit, limited inventory, higher prices, but you've also had very low interest rates. Interest rates ticked up in, you know, um, after the election quite a bit. It will be, I think it'll be interesting to see if December, if we sort of see, you know, any kind of impact of higher rates in the December data, or is it too early to tell? Um, I think we're definitely going to see a little bit of a come down in the numbers because November was was the strongest pace of sales in nearly a decade, and it would be hard to sustain that again. Uh, I think the consensus is for a slight decline down to a pace of 5.52 million, which would still be a good tally for the full year. Um, but it's it's hard to keep that up, and there have been these little ups and downs throughout the year, and it, it's hard to read too much into uh, to one month's data. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we had a little step back in December. But I mean, I think the the other thing, just getting back to, is, and this is one of your favorite things on the weekly calendar, is 
It's not just GDP, it's durable goods. Oh, yes. Uh, Yeah, you want to talk about that a little bit, Jeff? On Friday, right, we get the durable goods report? Yeah, so, I mean, you guys know, um, and all of our listeners know, manufacturing has been kind of wheezing through most of 2016. If you look at orders for durable goods cumulatively through the first 11 months, um, it's less than it had been in 2015, the same period in 2015. Um, we might get a slight uptick. There have been signs the, the ISM, Purchasing Managers Index, rose a bit in, this, uh, in December um, to a fairly good level. So we might see that translate through to durable goods. Um, economists are expecting a 2.5% rise. Uh, the headline number is, is, as you guys know, really distorted by aircraft orders. So, so we'll have to look closely at the underlying numbers and see if there's a little bit of a pickup for, for other products. Um, you know, primary metals, right. machinery, equipment, stuff like that. Right. And, the, and there's one particular number I know yeah. Paul always well, look, it's, into. It's, it's, it matters, right? After, I mean, after wages. What, what, one of the things that, that we've been looking for in this entire recovery, a sign that businesses believe that there is enough demand for them to invest in their businesses, which translates into capital expenditures, uh, capital spending, which gets reported in this release. It comes out, I forget the name, Jeff. It's like this Not really awkward... Capital goods, right. excluding aircraft. Yeah, that's it, exactly. That <laughs> is the figure to look for. Uh, year over year, it has been down. You know, it's, it's been, it has not been good. But I think in the last couple of months, Jeff, and correct me if I'm wrong, it, it was still down, but it was a narrower down. It was, it, for the full year, it had been down, but the last couple of months, it's, it's inched up month right. over month. So we've, we've got signs that things are picking up a little bit. Right. So, you know, look, it's, it's not a huge but, sign, but it's, if you're looking for something optimistic, that that's where you can kind of, you know, you kind of start looking at that. What you really want to see is, is just, you know, you want to see strong but, growth in that category. And I think, I think it speaks to, and this is actually in our morning email we discussed this, the, you know, the idea of animal spirits. And the reason I'll bring this about around to that is we need to see businesses really looking to grow. And that is something that we haven't seen in right. for much of this recovery. And, you know, they, we can, they can get tax breaks. They can get, you know, be able to repatriate their money. You know, all that's great. But if that goes to buybacks, which is where all the cash that's been coming into a lot of companies has been mm-hmm. going in recent years, like that's that's not going to be what's going to grow the economy. If we're really going to see the an uptick in right. growth, it has to come from yeah. businesses, and, bu- you know, making investments. We should get a peek at that too. And in, in Friday's GDP report, yep. we'll see business spending for the fourth right. quarter, whether that's picked up. And we should get some underlying sense of of you know where our, our companies investing in structures and investing in intellectual property. Are they in, in investing in machinery and equipment? Um, it might be a little too early. I mean, there's a lot of optimism coming from businesses that right. the Trump administration will mean lower taxes and more spending on infrastructure. But right now, it's all unknown. So maybe it's maybe it's too soon yeah. too soon to see anything like that. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's like optimism now, but it has like we haven't seen it yet. I mean, the small. I just wanted to say the small business optimism is you know is at its highest levels, and I think over a decade. Um, yeah, it's and, definitely over a decade. And so I mean, all the consumer, consumer sentiments are right. over a decade as well. So. Let's take a break uh, because we have an important message. When we come back, more as we preview the first week of the Trump administration. ADP knows anything you hear, anything you don't hear, anything you kind of heard, anything you weren't supposed to hear and now have to pretend like you didn't can change the world of work. 
From HR to payroll, ADP designs forward-thinking solutions to take on the next anything. Hi, this is Paul Gigo, host of the Potomac Watch podcast. Join me and my colleagues every week as we dissect all of the latest happenings in Washington. Check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts and become a subscriber on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and the Google Play Music app. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Welcome back to the Money Beat Show and your look at the week ahead. And for more great podcasts from the Wall Street Journal, check us out. We are at wsj.com slash podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at WSJ Podcasts. And you can become a subscriber. It costs you nothing. And then you get all this this great information is delivered right into your, your tablet, your cell phone, your smartphone, uh, wherever you access podcast stuff. You can subscribe on iHeartRadio, Amazon, Echo, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and your Google Play Music app. Uh, Paul and Steve here in New York. Jeff Sparshot down in D.C. And, I mean, should we should we kind of really talk, talk a little bit about GDP? Sure. I mean, well, yeah. yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. Go GDP. Jeff, uh, what's this GDP thing I see on the calendar? So... The, the broadest measure of economic output that we have in the United <laughs> States, yeah. um, to, to use a, a term that we throw into pretty much every story we write about it. And um, right. its third quarter was pretty solid, 3.5% growth pace expected to come down to 2.2% in the fourth quarter. And that's going to leave the full year right about where it's been for the entire recovery, you know, right around the 2% mark. This mm-hmm. is, I think, the third longest recovery on record right now since World War II. It's also the slowest. Um, right. So we've got you know, very low and slow growth trajectory, and that isn't expected to change. It's going to be kind of more of the same story, though the underlying details have, have shifted around between our exports contributing or a drag, our, our is business spending contributing or a drag, is housing contributing or a drag. I mean, it's been, right. there's been some up and downs, but the end result's been the same for, for years now. And, you know, it's interesting because this is, this is the fourth quarter report, so you get the full year report, and that becomes the, the starting line for the Trump administration. I mean, I've seen them throwing a lot of, uh, you know, 4% numbers out there saying they can make GDP 4%. Uh, they can improve on GDP. They have their policies. You know, th- that's their baseline. 2% is what they inherited. And what they do with it from there is going to be how this administration is judged. Yeah, for sure. And it's, I mean, 4% is, it's, it's you know, quite a ways back in the uh, rearview mirror. Right. It's, it's hard to do without a fast-growing population and, and rising productivity, which are two things we haven't really have and, and don't seem to be able to. Right. to, to and, and uh, you know, you know what is still a pretty heavy debt load. I mean, let's not forget that. I well, know people I, think it's much better now. Right, but uh, productivity, I think, is an interesting one because the yeah. levers on that yeah. and pulling that and changing that, I think, are more difficult to do quickly. Right. Yeah, I think. I mean, you, you, Janet Yellen was just saying very recently. I mean. It, Economists don't even know why it's so low. Um, right. You don't even know what the trigger mechanism is to right. to get you know productivity going up, and that's the key to, to higher wages and and a, and a lot of things that make the economy seem nice for people. Yeah, and you know this actually, uh, grocer feeds in perfect, dovetails perfectly with my favorite economic indicator. What is that? The Paul? Chicago Fed's National Activity Index, and the reason I like this one, and Jeff, I'm sure you're familiar with this one too, uh, is what it gives you is a snapshot not not necessarily not just 
not not of economic growth exactly. It doesn't give you the level of economic growth, but what it does is it provides you with an, an illustration numerically of how much momentum there is in the economy, whether it's growing faster than average or slower than average. They take 88 different uh, measures of the economy, they put them together, they have their calculations, and they spit out a number. And if it's below zero, that means that the economy is growing slower than its long-term historical average. If, they, if it's above zero, it is faster. In, in November, it was slower. They do a monthly one, and they do a three-month moving average, which you know smooths out some of the volatility. Uh, they're all slightly negative right now, not terribly negative, but slightly negative. And it tells, look, it, it tells people what they they really should know is that this economy is not growing very fast or very strongly. That that is an issue because it means that the economy is just it is more vulnerable to being knocked over by some exogenous kind of thing. Yeah, and there's not. I mean, if you want to look at maybe something external happens, maybe the economy goes in the tank, and, and, and I'm not saying it will in Europe or Asia. Right. Um, there's not a lot of ammunition, not of fiscal or monetary policy ammunition left to, to really kind of hold up the economy at this point. Yeah. You like how I throw exogenous, which is a real $5 word next I to just thing? Like, I just like how you get so excited for that report. I know. It, it just, it's just such a dork. <laughs> Bitcoin. Uh, oh, are, we, are, we, are we talking about Bitcoin? <laughs> Bitcoin. Dead? Wait, I thought that was a different podcast. It is. Okay. Uh, Jeff, what else should we know for the week ahead? What else is out there? Um, you know, I think policy pronouncements out of the White House and Congress yeah. are going to dwarf yeah. everything else. I mean, we'll have we'll have a few smaller. We'll have new home sales. Um, we will have uh, consumer sentiment coming out for January, University of Michigan consumer sentiment, which is actually probably the most, most forward-looking indicator we'll get next week. Um, and it, it's been, as you mentioned before, I mean, it's been booming. People are pretty upbeat right now. They think things are getting better, um, which could lead to more consumer spending, which could have knock-on effects. So the, the direct correlation between how consumers feel and how they spend is, is a little bit tenuous. So um, there will be a ton of stuff to watch and what it tells us. Um, Gosh, who knows? <laughs> yeah. And then what will concern us here in New York and the markets is it's still earnings season. Yeah. Well, not just still earnings season. Right. I mean, yeah, right. I mean, earnings season really picked up this past week, and yeah. it is in full gear. Right. With a lot of the biggest companies in this country uh, reporting. I mean, you know, you have Travelers, Verizon, uh, Halliburton mm-hmm. just kicking off the week, AT&T, Boeing. Um, on Ford, Wednesday, Microsoft, Ford, Intel, Microsoft, uh, Google's parent, Alphabet. Yes, yes. Um, you know, it, it, it is going to be a packed week. Yeah, it's one of those weeks where there are so many reports, it's actually hard to get a handle on, on what you're really seeing. You know, try to take that, that step back but, and get the big picture. Uh, I mean, and, and, and I think, you know, speaking as we, you know, we talked about the econ reports looking backwards right and like you know that's one of the interesting things we're going to see fourth quarter earnings uh, they're going to be looking the numbers are obviously looking back but what, what i think uh, you know everyone should be paying attention to is the outlooks uh, right. from you know and what they're saying about the environment what's you know how much co- how much optimism and confidence do they have do they see you know their businesses picking right, up right. especially any company and and these are things to listen for on the conference calls uh, any company, and almost all the S&P 500 big ones are, are multinationals, any company that does business overseas, what they think the policies are and how they're going to affect their businesses, and that's going to be – it's just going to be a critical issue. And the other thing, too, is like let's you know be honest. I mean, earnings growth is still 
muted. I mean, oh three, yes, I mean right. it's just over three percent going into the quarter, around three percent. Um, uh, the fact that comes out with its uh, weekly number yeah. later today, and but that that's muted. I mean, you know, we're really going to need to see. To, to support the valuations of the market, we really need to see earnings pick up. Right. And we're going to start needing to see it be closer to the 8 the 10 the 12% right. could, to support those valuations. Could, and we're nowhere near that yet. Right. Because so that, earnings growth, that earnings growth is still a comparison to the year before, yeah. which was a bad year. So, I mean, it's it's not a strong number on its own, and it's, a, it's coming off an easy comp, as they like to say on the street. So you guys are saying don't look for Dow 20,000? I, oh, that uh, could happen, man. That could happen at any minute. We've been waiting for no, weeks, no. Jeff. It's it's like I, I'm calling it. I think it's done. I mean, another thing that you think it's do- wait, wait. This is a- on the um, yeah. conference calls too. I mean, I don't know if you guys have probably noticed, but there's been a trend to companies making these announcements about jobs. Um, and, and investment and kind of correlating it to, to Trump and kind of doing the kind of PR thing. Even yes. That they've been in the works for a long oh, yeah. time. And maybe <laughs> right. it's not a big percentage of the workforce. Our colleague, Tao Francis, just wrote an article about no, that. Yeah, that was uh, a good it, article. It could be a factor in the, in the conference calls as well. More, yeah. more upbeat announcements, more talking about, you know, hiring people and stuff like that. Right, right. Absolutely. Uh, I just want to go back for a second. You said you called it. No, I'm Dow calling 20, What does that mean? You're calling I'm that I'm saying I don't think we're going to get to it. You're saying it's done. Anytime soon. It's not going to happen. I think I don't think any time in the next weeks or like the next month or so. I, I just don't see a catalyst. Bold call, yet. grocer. Bold I just wrote call. it down. Yeah. yeah, write it down. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do not see a catalyst uh, wow. to drive us. We're going to stick through earnings season, and then it's going to sort of muddle along after that. And the second quarter might, you know, in the second quarter, I think will be the earliest that yeah. we might be tested. Wow. All right. That's a bold call. All right. Let's leave it there, man. Uh, Jeff, thank you very much. Appreciate the time. All right. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. And everyone, we appreciate your listening, and we will talk to you again very soon. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.